a factual data creation facility production. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, episode 199, which I'm calling Relapse, as in the sickness I've been battling since New Year's Eve. I started feeling better on Friday, and I even managed to get in a workout yesterday. However, the symptoms, congestion, a scratchy throat, etc., have made a return. So, this will be a shorter episode than usual. Eh, come to think of it, that should give some a reason to celebrate. Well, enough about me. Let's get this episode started. Oh, yeah. Well, before I get started, I would like to wish my grandson Tamney a happy 8th birthday. Sorry I couldn't be there, but we'll make it up to you soon. I promise. Tech news. Well, there wasn't much tech news last week for obvious reasons. But this week has seen even less tech news. What? I guess our tech overlords had a really great holiday and it's taken them a while to get it going again. The headline from Tech Radar reads, The M3 Ultra could debut this year. But is Apple leaving the Mac Pro out in the cold? Of course, the M3 Ultra is referring to the top-of-the-line M3 chip that Apple introduced back in October during their Scary Fast event. According to the various analysts out there, Apple's top-of-the-line, quote, professional, unquote, rig, the Mac Pro, which resembles a giant cheese grater, doesn't seem to be receiving this yet-to-be-released M3 Ultra chip. Well, at least not this year. These analysts are predicting that the M3 Ultra will be introduced either in March or June, and I tend to believe the latter date will be the correct one, with the Mac Studio being the first product to get it. Yes. I agree with that, but don't think we'll be seeing a new Mac Studio until the fall. In my opinion, Apple rushed out the M3 chip because of the flurry of announcements of new powerful chips from rivals like Qualcomm and NVIDIA, amongst others. I think the M3 was supposed to be announced in March, the month Apple is supposed to announce the new iPads. So why is the Mac Pro being ignored? First, real Pro users don't really care if the Pro has the latest and greatest CPU in it. As long as what they presently have does the job, they are all good. Secondly, I believe the Mac Pro is set to be redesigned so it will be even more modular than it is now. Pro users can afford to be patient and wait, unlike us mere mortals. From Digital Trends, the iPhone new journal app is worse than I thought. That's the headline. Well, I agree with it. What you're getting with the journal app is a bare-bones diary type app. It appears that unless you take a bunch of photos and videos and visit a lot of places outside of your area you won't be getting many prompts to write anything. Since I've begun using the journal app, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, I've been prompted to write something around six or seven times. Most of those prompts were the results of workouts I've accomplished. For old forests like myself, who don't get around like they have in the past, there really isn't much to prompt. The article's main complaint with journal is with search options and formatting options. I have no problem with the formatting options, preferring the blank slate approach that Journal takes. I guess I'm not a fancy guy. Advanced search options would be nice, though. So, 
If you want a full-featured diary type app, there are many third-party examples out there, but you'll be paying for them. For a basic, cost-free journaling app, Apple's simple journal app is just fine. Clicks wants to make physical iPhone keyboard cases a thing again, is the headline from Engadget.com. This whole add a physical keyboard to your iPhone thing has been tried many times before. The one I remember the most was the one backed by actor Ryan Seacrest, which was called Typo back in what I once heard someone referred to as The Day. The keyboard case was released when the iPhone was much smaller and there were still phones with keyboards around. Back then, many missed their old BlackBerry phones, so it's no surprise that this click keyboard case is the brainchild of OG tech bloggers Michael Fisher, also known as Mr. Mobile, and Kevin Michaluk, also known as Crackberry Kevin, both known for their preference of physical keyboards on phones. Unlike the typo case, the new click case doesn't cover the entire phone. It only extends the length of the phone. Well, with the latest iPhone Pro Max, you'll be adding what looks to be at least three or more inches to the already large 6.3-inch iPhone. Besides looking unwieldy, the buttons of the physical keyboards are rather on the small side. I think the contest between touchscreen and physical key keyboards has been already settled at this point. The people have spoken, with touchscreen keyboards the winner. If you long to a return to the days of the BlackBerry and physical keyboards... The click is what you might have been waiting for. The click will set you back $139 and start shipping around February 1st. Samsung has announced a date for the company's annual Unpacked event. It will be held on January 17th at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time in Santa Barbara, California, if I'm correct. Samsung is expected to announce the new lineup of S-series Galaxy phones, along with new laptops, tablets, and other cool gear. We can expect the introduction of the Galaxy S24, S24 Plus, and S24 Ultra phones. AI is probably going to be the main feature this year, with Samsung's digital assistant Bixby taking center stage. I don't know about you, but I just can't get myself excited about AI in its present form, at least. From CNBC... ASML blocked from shipping some of its critical chip-making tools to China. I beat China all the time. No, you didn't. ASML is a Dutch company that make advanced ultraviolet lithography machines, which are critical to computer chip design. This comes after the United States government tightened export controls on advanced semiconductors and chip-making tools to China back in October. Want to know a little secret? Well, that cat has already been let out of the bag as the last Huawei phone had a domestically sourced chip manufactured using the latest 3 nanometer process that would have required the very ASML tooling that was just blocked from being shipped to China. Wow! Now either someone over at ASML or one of the company's customers had a large expansion of their bank accounts recently. At this point, this block of this shipment is not to deprive China of the technology, only to make it more difficult to manufacture it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live 
live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Check I'm using... I've been using my new MacBook Air with its big 15-inch screen for a little over a week now. Here are some of my impressions so far. I'm starting to really like the Magic Keyboard it's equipped with. I guess there's a break-in period for it because the longer I use it, the better it feels. No, the keyboard isn't as good as my mechanical keyboard, but I now rate it as vastly superior to the old butterfly-type keyboards of the Air and Pro models it replaced. There's no typing fatigue and my fingers don't ache after a round of typing like when I was using those other laptops. I find that I can type longer and without having to take as many breaks, too. The only limiting factor now is the 15-inch screen. What? Yeah, I might have made a mistake in going for that large screen. To be fair, I've mostly used the new Air for word processing so far. I don't have multiple apps on screen at the same time, which is the main reason to have such a large screen. What I should have done is purchased a smaller and cheaper 13-inch screen bottle and used the savings to upgrade to storage. I don't know if that would have been better, though. I seem to be missing the better screen on my old Touch Bar-equipped MacBook Pro I was using. Go figure. This new and bigger screen tires my eyes faster than the old Pros did, or then again, maybe it's because I'm suffering an illness now. My new Extrafy mouse is much better than the old Apple mouse I've been using, especially for editing the audio of podcasts, but has one problem. Uh, what the hell? I guess I'm just never satisfied. Yes. The problem I'm having is with the center click wheel. It scrolls the computer's display in slow motion. Oh, no. Now, I'm not talking about lag or even just slower than normal. I have to spin that wheel about three times to even get the screen to start scrolling. I guess this is what happens when you use something that was designed from the ground up to be used with the Windows operating system and not really for the Mac OS. The good news is that I really don't need to scroll while editing, at least not much. This particular handicap only becomes really apparent when browsing the web and word processing, things I now mostly use the new MacBook Air for. I'm actively searching for a solution as I record this. Well, not really, as I'm recording this. Well, you know what I mean. Concerning future tech purchases, nothing is really on the horizon. I figure most, if any, new tech-related purchases will not occur until late in the year. The only things I can see myself wanting is the Apple Watch Series 10, which, of course, is rumored to be getting blood pressure monitoring along with a redesign. Of course, I can always use a new upgraded pair of AirPods Pro, but like the Series 10 watch, these aren't supposed to be released until September, along with the new iPhones. Again, I'm thinking of getting a pair of full-size HomePods, but only if there is some sort of sale on them. Oh, concerning HomePods, I'm having difficulty updating the software for just one of my HomePod minis. I have them paired for stereo to augment my television sound. One of them has updated itself to the latest software version, while the other is stuck on the old version. I've attempted to manually update it, but it downloads, restarts, and then starts the process all over again. So far, I've restarted, reset, unplugged and reset the errant HomePod to no avail. 
Next, I'll try unpairing and resetting and see if that works. Entertainment news. Another week in another situation where the once great Disney Corporation shoots itself in the foot. This latest example is the hiring of a, and I use the term lightly, director for the upcoming Star Wars movie. This woman has no formal training, has only made documentaries previously, and describes herself as an activist who enjoys making men uncomfortable. Hey, what could go wrong? Compounding this, the main protagonist of this upcoming epic is a minor and not very well-liked character. You know, it's as if Disney is purposely self-destruction. Maybe the end game here is to sell itself to Apple. Anywho, there is no movie slated to be released in the coming year that would make me drag myself into a theater to watch it. How about you? Is there anything coming that you would like to see in a movie theater? My lovely wife and I are all caught up watching the Apple TV Plus series Monarch Legacy of Monsters. We use the binge method in order to do this. Now, I'm not really a Godzilla fan, but this series was done well, keeping my interest in it. My wife really isn't a fan of this type of show either, but like me, she seems to be enjoying it. Another series that I'm currently binging is Laddermilk. It's a situation comedy on Netflix. Well, I should say now on Netflix. Laddermilk started life in 2017 on AT&T's Audience Channel for two seasons. The Audience Channel was discontinued, but Amazon Prime picked the show up for a third, and I guess it's final season. And that's unfortunate. Back in 2020... You can tell it's an older series written and filmed during the pre-COVID era because of the humor. Wokeism, female voice fry, and even the trans thing are still on the table. You just can't do that these days. Well, so I strongly recommend both. Podcast news. Well, there's no sign of the contraction of Podcasting Incorporated slowing down. All the pundits predict more layoffs, more show cancellations, and even one of or more of the big hosting services going under. And you throw in shrinking number of downloads and, more importantly to them, shrinking amount of advertising dollars. Well, a gloomy forecast for 2024 is anticipated. For those who rode the money train during the days of the pandemic, China. squeezing out most of the independents in their wake, the train wreck is now in full force. I must confess that I'm sort of enjoying the show. I had the misfortune of starting the podcast just before these corporate types rushed in, pushing aside all in their way. I went from an audience which numbered in the low thousands to an audience that numbered in the low hundreds, and it's still falling. I know. Poor me. Boo-hoo. <laughs> well, at least I didn't depend on income from podcasting to support myself. We'll just have to sit back and see where this all bottoms out and pick up the pieces from there. The music is playing and I'm all tuckered out. Man, this lingering illness is taking its toll, I guess. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you. If you like what you heard, you can make a donation using the link in the show notes. Any and all donations will be very much appreciated. You can always reach me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. I'd enjoy hearing from you. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. 
Well, the episode is over, but before you get off my lawn, can you run to the pharmacy and get me some Alka-Seltzer cold and flu? I'd appreciate it. Stay skeptical. Happy birthday, Tammy. I'm out. See ya.